Hello, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. This is your host, Carol Tuttle. Thanks for tuning in today. Welcome, and if you're listening to the live show, you can call in and receive my support. And if you're listening to the recording, thank you so much. And I encourage you to continue to listen to this rich, um, there's a lot of rich and valuable content in this archive and in the um, all the recordings. So thanks for tuning in. The phones are open, so you can call me at 347-677-1963 is the number to call. And then press 1 on your phone pad. Our topic today is manning your child's big reactions to seemingly small problems. And I love this topic because we're going to call about perspective and perception, and and, and a lot of it isn't even um, what it's about. So let's, we're going to get into that today, but let's start with a success story. This was shared, and I thank you for sending in your success stories to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. This mom shares, child whispering has changed the dynamic in our home immensely. I'm a type 2 who was not honored as a child. My husband is a type 3. We have two daughters, a 4-year-old type 2 and a 7-year-old type 3. By noticing both my husband and my type 3 daughter's tendency toward goal, goal setting and calling their attention to it, they are experiencing so much peace and fulfillment. I am working on my issues and also feeling so much peace and confidence. Thank you, Carol. You are welcome. And for those of you that are new to the child whispering world, there are four types in my energy profiling system. And in the world of children, we have the type one fun-loving child, the type two sensitive child, the type three determined child, and the four more serious child. And as you read my book, The Child Whisper, I go into great detail and depth about what is the nature of each of these four types that are, we are born with this nature. It is um, very much an expression and energy that moves through us and becomes us. And as we honor a child in growing and living true to their nature and support of their greatest good, our children are cooperative and they grow up to make very um, positive, successful choices for their life. Let's start with our topic, uh, managing your child's big reactions to seemingly small problems. This question comes in from a mom and she says, I'm a type 4 mom and my type 3 five-year-old daughter has very strong reactions to things that bring up fears from her past. For example, she had some bad experiences with dogs when she was younger. She saw them fight with each other one time, and another time a dog jumped on her and knocked her down. If we see a dog at all, she starts screaming really loudly and hides behind me. I don't interact with the dogs or their owners at all. We just get away from them quickly. Are there any energy techniques that could help her so this doesn't feel so traumatic to her? So she also has a similar issue if people are arguing. I just want her to be free of these really strong emotional responses that aren't pleasant for her. Yeah, it's interesting because I have the same experience with dogs. I must have had a, I remember when I was in grade school riding my bike up my street and a dog attacked me um, when I was a kid. And I still have this, my fight, and, what's happening is her fight and flight energy gets triggered and her adrenaline gets going. So she's by having a biochemical reaction that then is flooding her brain that then puts her into fight and flight response. 
so that she wants to get away or hide or be protected because her perception is that the dogs are going to harm her. And that's fair for the reason that she's had interactions with dogs um, previously at such a young age that she would have been imprinted or, um, you know, she just has this response because it was, energetically kind of imprinted on her so one thing rather than try and reason with her out of it it is I'm glad you're asking about is there an energy technique because she's too young to reason and you want to work with repatterning her energy and want to have create some favorable experiences with dogs so that she can see that there are friendly dogs but hey I I have the same uh, one of where I hike or if I go out and people have not they haven't, they've unleashed their dogs and the dog comes charging at me. Yeah, I have a, pro- I have a problem with that. I don't like that. Um, I still get triggered by that. And so I, if you're a dog owner, I think if you're out in public, you need to leash your dogs, even if you think there's nobody around. Because I ran into, I was hiking one day and a couple came up and two dogs, one was unleashed. And they even said to me, this dog doesn't obey. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I felt like dropping to the ground and curling into a ball. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do about your unruly dog that is very large, that doesn't know me, and I'm already emitting fear that the dog's going to pick up on. So I've had a lot of positive experiences with dogs. So create some positive experiences with dogs so she can see that they can be friendly pets. And then her fight and flight is um, run by what's called your triple warmer meridian. You have an energy line that if you trace from your ring finger, the nail of your ring finger, and it's on both arms, both hands and arms, and if you, let's just take your, your um, right index finger and place it on the nail of your left ring finger. And I'm going to have you trace up the finger, up the side of the um, hand, and you know, you're going to be kind of on the side of the arm all the way up over the front side of the elbow, up over the shoulder, up the neck, just under the earlobe, back around the ear and to the front, just between the ear and the temple. Now, that's the line. That's the triple warmer meridian that runs your fight and flight energy. So what you can do is run that energy line backwards two or three times once that response, when she's had the response, or you can even have her imagine being around a dog, being upset, how does that make you feel? Mommy doesn't want you to feel scared about dogs anymore. And then, especially if she's in the scenario, just don't even try and reason with her. Take both your hands, put them on each side of her face on her temples, and then go up over her ears, under her ears, down her neck, and down her hands off the ring fingers. Do that three to five times and flush your little girl's energy. You can even do it in your mind because the energy will respond to thought. But doing it on the body gives it a little uh, plus benefit. So just run it down. And then just do one um, tracing of it in the correct. You're, you're running it backwards to flush it out, to calm it down. You're releasing the fight and flight energy. So when you run up the correct, you're putting it back into balance. So you'll just go up from the nail on each of the ring fingers, under the ears, up around to the temple, and just then tap on her um, 
the uh, three thumps area or the, I'm sorry, the um, take 27 points that are just around the collarbone points, tapping gently on those. The K27 points run, um, kind of anchor in all the meridians to kind of reset. And as you do that, you'll be able to reset her energy. Let's go to the phone lines. See, we've got everybody that's calling in today. Got a caller. Susan, you are on the air. Hi, Carol. Hi. I enjoy your show so much, and I've learned so much from you. So thank you for what you do. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you. So I have a daughter who I believe is a type 1-4, and she believes it as well. However, she has some social anxiety. She has some trouble meeting and making new friends, even though she has some friends she would like to make more, but she struggles with that. So my question is, have we typed her wrong? Is she actually a 4-1 instead of a 1-4? Or is this possible to happen with type 1s, where they can have some problems making new friends? Yeah, I think um again when I talk when we talk about teenagers, um, they've come with a little bit of history of parents not knowing their type. So yeah. again, you you would have accidentally interfered with some of her trusting who she is. You know what I'm saying? They not out of yeah. intent, but just because of some common parenting approaches that will squash a type for a child. Um, there may be just a sense, my my sense of her is you probably uh, have correct, typed, prof- she's profiled herself correctly. She's not trusting what her, her natural gift, so she's still trying to effort it. She's trying to effort making friends. Like she's got to be a certain way, do certain things. Rather than okay. just trusting to be herself, be myself, and friends will be a natural byproduct of that where there's a little okay. bit of an effort going on there. So talk about that with her, that you're you're trying to make it happen. And when we try and make something happen, we're never coming from our most natural expression of self and the most pla- the place of ease that allows the right balance of people to show up because she'll make um she'll make friends that are a better match for her if she's just being herself. So I talk more about, you know, Maybe some things you've said to her throughout her life that you now know, oh, you know, that wasn't supportive. <laughs> to kind of mm-hmm. revisit that and say, you yeah, know, sorry, well, sorry we kind of put that down in you when it's really who you are, you know. Right. Well, I, I'm I'm bipolar, and when she was younger, I was very depressed a lot, which I know is especially hard for type 1. And so yeah. I know that that plays into it, but I'm not really sure exactly how to help her heal from that. You are just by knowing, you know, that's the thing. Again, you're type four, so your mind's trying to figure something out beyond the need to figure it out. Okay. But now, you're you're doing that by just even the information you have now is going to be, your you, the fact that you see her for who she is and now you have the opportunity to parent from that awareness is going to mm-hmm. be the most healing thing you can give your child and to kind of check okay. yourself you know, see where you still play out your tendencies to that will dominate hers and then she'll try and cater to you because she will, type one children want their mommies to be happy, you know, so yeah. whatever she learned to do with you, she'll think she has to do with friends, like I gotta, you know, caretake my friends and okay. I, I think you're in a process of her getting confident about who she is. The, okay. the growing in her confidence. And again, that reference to don't effort it, 
set intention. Uh, my book, Remembering Wholeness, has a lot of tips about creating, teach her how to create what she wants, what would it be like, you know. Let's, it's rather than let, talking about how you don't have friends, what would you be saying if you had, you know, if you came home and were, you had a good time with your friends? Let's have, let's pretend, let's have those conversations. Because that's okay. that kind of then. Okay, that's Start. great. You know, rather than she's she can go there. She has a vast imagination and just say, Well what let's imagine you had great friends. What would you be telling me about them? What would they be like? What would you be doing with them? Okay, let's send that energy out there, you know? That's gonna happen. Let's believe it's going to happen. Because she has that gift of pot let her lead you. She's the one that gets this stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> Invite her okay. to, to lead that kind of conversation. That's great idea. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. My next mom is Anna Ree. Is that correct? That's correct. Good. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Good. I'm a type 1 mom, and I have a type 4 four-year-old daughter and a type 1 17-month-old daughter. And the first thing I want to tell you is when I told my four-year-old that I was going to call you today, she got really excited and asked if we were going to go visit Uh. you at your house. (laughs) She said that she wants to go see you because you're our friend and you're so nice and you help us know our type. So thank you for her thank you for me. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm like the Pied Piper of children for some reason. (laughs) On some level, they know I get them and they just honor me with this this gratitude i it really is one of the high points of my career is just have children just so hopefully sometime i can bring her to meet you at a i know yeah yeah well my question today is about my 17 month old type 1 daughter i'm wanting to wean her from breastfeeding but i need some Mm -hmm. help in being able to do it without wounding her um, when I weaned my four-year-old, she was 18 months, and it was a really special, beautiful experience that strengthened our relationship. Um, a similar approach with my type 1 daughter that I took with my type 4 daughter, and I'm seeing clearly that what worked for a type 4 is not working for a type 4. <laughs> and she's super emotional, and she's she's been screaming at me a lot and begging to nurse even more. So I'm not sure how to how to go about this in a light, playful, animated way to support her through this. The first first thing that comes to mind, um, and first, thanks for even noticing that it's different for her, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that's such a great awareness to know there's nothing wrong with anybody. It's just a different approach that you need to implement. Um, My first thought, my first impression that comes to mind is to not do it so all or nothing to make it more random. Okay. Make it less, okay, now we're done. To We're going to kind of randomly, un, you know, wean you. Because <laughs> so, what, what I've done is, um, like with my type 4 daughter, I did a schedule and she had certain times when she could nurse. And each week we took one away and she knew she was growing up. And, and so that's what I've been trying with my type 1 is, is you know, we have pictures and these are the times she can nurse and, and we don't in you know, I wonder, we're taking one away. Yeah, and you're it's try- just not working. Yeah, you're trying to put her into the. You're trying to make her conform to the schedule that did work well for a child that prefers schedules. The type one right. can't. So, is there a way? Do you feel you could trust yourself enough to intuitively know 
let her kind of lead it a little bit to get a little more intuitive with her sense of, you know, I just need to nurse her right now. That's supportive. No, I don't need to this time. So there is no schedule. There's more uh-huh. day-to-day and more reading it and going, you know, it's, I get right now she really needs this. This time, no, and I can now move her in this direction. Okay. See, where where there's not that. you're Then you're letting her have some say without giving it to her completely because obviously you've got to guide this. But and is there a way to, to hold it to kind of a timetable? Yeah, you I know, know you to can have do a, it. have a goal of when when Well, I hear probably done. looking at what was your timetable to begin with. Well, I'm hoping to have her weaned by March 27th because she has really severe yeah, fruit think, allergies. So as long as I'm nursing I, her, I'm also on a limited diet. So I'm I'm thinking you're going to need 2 to 3 months more time. Okay. Yeah. Cuz it's not going to be so See even the phrases we use is not so cut and dry. Okay. Okay. I think you're going to learn a lot about from really tuning into her energy too, to know and to trust yourself, to know, again, that approach of I'm getting it really clearly. This isn't, it would be important to nurse her right now. Okay, no, I don't need to this time. You might not feel that you need to an entire day. You see what I'm saying? Right, and trusting, trusting her, her Yeah, because that's how it, it's going to look very random to you. Okay. But you're going more, see, your way um, with your type 4 daughter was much more, you know, you put together a whole system. Oh, right, and she knew exactly what to expect, and we, you know, right. we were on the same right. page. and <laughs> Yeah, or your type 1 is, a you know, doesn't want to be quite that predictable, so... Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, it's great when parents are so willing to learn because they understand their child does something a little differently than what has been recommended. But success, again, I believe this mom will have great success with that approach. Um, And and we always love to hear you call back and, and report. So if you're still listening, give us a call in a few couple months and let us know how that went. Anybody that um, it's fun to circle it back and say, where are they now? How are they doing? So anybody that's listening today that has gotten feedback from the, even if you've just listened to a show, maybe you didn't write in or you didn't even call, but it'd be fun to hear from you and share um, this particular podcast helped me. And now this is what's different. And this is the success story we have. So especially when it's, something you've learned or you did speak with me or I responded to your question directly. We'd love to hear where are you now. Um, another question from a mom. She says, Carol, I'm a type for mom and I have a type three, four-year-old boy who hates it when we cheer for him or give him any sort of verbal encouragement. When I, took, when I look at him and say something like, thank you for eating your food without complaining, he pulls back and says, I don't like it when you're happy. I'm embarrassed. I thought type threes enjoyed affirmation an acknowledgement, but he seems to really hate it. He does this even when it just, it's just he and I, and I say it privately just to him. What do you think is going to cause him to dis? What do you think is going on to cause him to dislike positive attention like this? He goes to preschool two mornings a week, and otherwise he is home with me. We haven't had anything really 
traumatic happen, I feel stuck because I don't want to stop giving him positive feedback, but I also don't want to force him to receive it either, especially if he makes makes him uncomfortable. So you say he's a type three. He's only four years old. A um, couple things that come to mind. Now, that's more of a type four inclination to have that center of attention focus on me. So um, might want to revisit that if you've profiled him correctly, because that is a tendency that type four children exhibit because they don't like, um, it's very, it can be embarrassing, especially if other people hear it, um, primarily because it's almost like, well, did I do something? You know, why are you pointing? You know, some things are just um, expected, and of course, this is the way it is, and why are you drawing attention to it? can kind of come up for them. But in this case, you said, the way you said it, thank you for eating your food without complaining. The fact that you've attached that without complaining to it, thank you for eating your food without complaining. Um, if someone said that to me, it would probably bug me too. Like, oh, so I complain a lot? I mean, see, so you're, look at how you're saying it. Are you saying it? Are there always something attached to it that, thanks for doing this instead of this? Because it's what we hear then, interesting, the brain, and there's actually, I recently watched a, uh, we're going to post this on the Carol blog in the near future, because I found this video from a TED Talk of a um, a, uh, psychologist who had been studying the brain and how we grab onto a negative so much more than a positive. And see, so what he's hearing is, rather than thank you for eating your food, he's hearing you complain a lot. And so notice how you're saying it. And and maybe it's just getting old. It doesn't need to be said as much. It's like, hey, good job. Or, hey, thanks for doing that. Hey, you did a good job. Because it's almost implying that because you did that, you didn't do something else. And it's the something else that might be bothersome to him. You know, what else, you know, what are you referencing? Because the something else is what he's not doing anymore, but he's hearing that more than the positive. Another question, I'm a type one mom. Uh, I am a type one mom of a couple type ones, a type four and a type three. For the past year and a half, we have been driving a neighbor's six-year-old son to school with us. It's about a 25-minute drive one way. We also do after-school care for him. I'm not sure of his type, but I guess he's a type one. My kids have a hard time with him, particularly my type 4, 10-year-old daughter, who finds him unbearable. I don't see anything about this boy's behavior that would be causing these feelings in my kids. It seems to be an overall aversion. The reason I'm dri- driving him is because I feel like it makes sense if, if I'm going up to school anyway and I have a few extra seats in our van to take him along. I also feel like it can help out their family since they recently had a marriage breakup. I volunteered to keep driving him next year along with his sister, who will be starting kindergarten. My kids were so upset when I told them we'd be driving them next year. My type for daughter burst into tears. This all feels so heavy to me since I really just want to help this family. What is your sense of what's going on here? Now, this is interesting because, um, if, you know, we said today managing your child's big reactions to seemingly small problems. When your children are giving you this much feedback, it's not a small problem in their world. And I wanted to give attention to that and we like to think these are small problems. As parents, we see a lot of things children deal with as small problems, and their reaction is uh, they're doing overs 
in relationship to the experience. And then we try and reason with them to try and change their, um, yeah, we want that, we think if we reason with children, we can reconfigure their experience so they'll have a different emotional response to it. Sometimes that's very successful. Sometimes that's the right choice to make, to say, you know, you're just, you need, like in the case of the dog, wasn't, she had a heightened response because of previous experiences that now has to be repatterned so that she doesn't have an overdo-overs when she just even sees a dog. So that's a really good example of that was a big reaction to something that was not really an issue in most cases, because in most cases, dogs are not going to be attacking the little five-year-old girl. But in this case, what we're seeing is um, the reaction keeps showing up. And, And first thing to consider is that, Parents have done this um, for generations, but they've chosen other people over their children. Now, you might be in a byproduct of that. What did your parents do in your life? Did they choose um, commitments with friends, um, volunteer service, church experiences? You know, did they... Did they make other things a priority? Did they make them more important than you? Justifying that they were in doing something that was good. Because in your mind, yeah, you're trying to be of service. You're helping this family. And you're sending a message to your children. I care more about this family and these kids than I care about how you children feel. And you kids just need to get over it because this is important. We do this. So how do you find a middle ground? I'm not going to discount the fact that, sure, you want to help a family that's in need. You want to be able to give service to them. But the way you're going about it is sending a message to your children that they're more important than how your children feel. So there's an opportunity there to resolve this so that your children feel heard and honored. Uh, They can be understood. What's going on? Now, you don't know. Did you ask them what happens at school? What does this Is there something going on besides what goes on in the car? Have you asked your type 4, 10-year-old daughter why, you know, I can see that you're really upset and and respect her for that? Do you just meet her tears with trying to get her to feel better? You're a type 1 mom. Your tendency is going to be, I'm going to help you see the positive side of this. I want you to see that we're doing a good thing and maybe you'll join me in this effort. You're, if you're making that, taking that approach, you've not heard her feelings. That's where parents are probably, um, and I include myself in that, that we fail the lot. In, in most relationships, we seem to fail at understanding and hearing people share their feelings without um, um, trying to fix them, without trying to change them, without doing anything but saying, I understand how you feel. Okay, so you feel da 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 da. What you mean is da 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 da. See, have you done that? Do you really know why they're so upset about this? Why are they feeling this way without an agenda to give them feedback initially? Understand their experience. Now they're going to feel like mom cares about us as much as she cares about the neighbors. But right now, they don't believe that. They don't believe you care as much, and you're choosing your neighbor's children and their situation over your own children, and that's probably very upsetting to them. 
<laughs> it's a really good opportunity to, and you might be able to get to a point where, see, the thing is, if you haven't gotten to the heart of this and the feelings, what these feelings are really about, then you feel like you have to make a choice. I have to stop driving these kids so my children are upset. Or I have to keep driving them and keep my children upset. There's enough. There's more options here, but you haven't gotten. Um, you haven't let your children really share with you by just listening. And the only thing you say to them is, "So what you mean is, what you're feeling is, uh, is that correct?" See, so get in touch with what's going on with them, and then you might have some new choices to. Um, discuss with them as far as how can we make this work that everybody feels honored. The next question, I'm a type one mom. Whenever it's time to clean up, go somewhere, or any time there's a change in activities, I make a game out of it. I tell the kids that in five minutes, we will be leaving or cleaning up. We will be leaving or cleaning up. Then when the time comes, we do a little game to make it fun. This works well for my type 1 5-year-old, but my type 4 3-year-old refuses. She doesn't want to help. I gently take her by the hand and show her how we can clean up, and I show her how we put on shoes. She often gets mad and runs to her room, throwing herself on her bed very dramatically, like Cinderella with her head in her hands crying. We don't have time to wait sometimes. We don't have time to wait sometimes, so I clean up for her if that's what we're doing. I do this so we can leave or get on to the next task. She will often say, no, you do it, or Zach do it, when she should be helping. I have tried giving her choices. She pulls the Cinderella routine or says, never. What am I missing? How do I teach her that she needs to listen to mommy? Thanks so much. I'm not sure why you do the, when you explain this here, there's a change in activities. I make a game out of it. I tell the kids that in five minutes we'll be leaving Oh, okay, so in five minutes we'll be leaving, or you might say in five minutes we'll be cleaning up. She doesn't need the game experience. She just needs it real rational. Um, she doesn't need you to make a game out of it. I'd encourage you to reread the type four section again of the child whisper and learn how to approach her true to her nature because she's not, she's pulling back because that energetic uh, the energy you're in and doing it in, which is very buoyant, very, um, your movement's very up and out, very buoyant, doesn't honor her more linear, analytical, structured way of approaching things. And so you need to do a, have a different approach with her to begin with. Your type one loves it, but your type four child is annoyed by it, annoying to her. She can't consciously configure that to say this is annoying, but it's annoying and stressful to her system. So she wants to remove herself. And then her tantrum, as you speak to it, is a Cinderella. And you might, again, invite you not to put labels on things like a Cinderella. Uh, That's just children. It's just shaming. It feels shaming. It's a negative. Because it's like you're doing something we I don't want you to do and I'm going to shame you with saying, so I hope you're not saying things in reference to being her being Cinderella. And Cinderella was abused. She was abused by her stepmother and stepsisters and the whole story was a little messed up. Uh, it's actually really messed up, but 
I have to say, I think the Disney movie that's coming out in a couple months looks pretty interesting. It looks like it's done really well. But the story in of itself is a wounded young woman who's being verbally and emotionally abused, and the guy comes in and saves her, you know. So don't use Cinderella. Not a good idea. How can you approach, and I'm going to ask you to do some more learning on this, how can you approach engaging your three-year-old, and remember, she's three years old, but this is not a conscious configured response. Her response is she's showing you her system is stressed. It um, feels irritating and agitating to her, and she's trying to take care of herself by leaving the experience. She's not trying to be defiant to you. She's not trying to counter you. She's trying to take care of her little energy system and be true to herself. And if you'll find a different approach to now teach her, her opportunity to be responsible, type four children are incredibly responsible when honored for their authority. Have you even asked her, you need to do um, two jobs. How do you want to do them? Have you invited her into the conversation? This is what needs to be done. How do you want to do it? Do you want to play a game? No. How do you want to do it? Do you just want to do it? Yes. Okay. Make it real. It's going to be a real matter of fact in her world. Okay. Have some fun with that. Um, let me know how that goes. Okay. But I think you have some more learning to do about a type for child's nature. And I invite you to reread the type four section of the child whisper book. Of a live caller, Teresa is on the air. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Hi Carol. I'm the type one mom who sent in the question about um, driving a little boy to school. All right. How are you? I'm fine. Um, so, okay, while I was listening to your answer, um, a couple things came up for me. Um, when you said that, how was it when I was a kid, was, um, you know, my were my parents really involved in like a church thing um, over me where I felt neglected and that was more important than me and I just started bawling and crying and crying <laughs> and also when you said ask like talk to your kids what bothering them about it especially my type four like we have a really open relationship and I've really tried to understand why she's feeling like this even for Christmas I bought her a little iPod so she could just plug it in and have sort of her own little space in the van. Um, I just, like, I can't quite put my finger on what it even is. I I think it's, no, you know what, I you know, my first hit on this was that it's a mirror for you. That yeah. your children I, are expressing their upset emotion that you are, what, what came to me immediately was, oh, this mom is a child. Her parents did not, they chose other things over her. They made other people more important, and that's what this is reflecting back to you. They're they're letting you know how upsetting that was, and they're putting a voice to it, and you didn't feel you could. Yes. And and they're showing you that you don't want to do that to your kids, but um, that is what that's what's showing up right now. Is your your children are mirroring back an unexpressed hurt that you've lived with and had to learn to accept that your parents made choices that they justified because they thought they were of service to God and service to humanity and said what 
that said to you as a child, this is more important than you are to us. That happens a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You know, and, and the justification of, but God, you know, it should be okay because uh, we're doing something good in the world. And the thing is, like, I kind of force myself to even drive him. I don't even want to, but I just feel like I should. And don't. Why? Because apparently this isn't working out. I mean, there's a lot (laughs) of feedback here that says this isn't working out. But you're then forcing yourself to, again, where else do you do that in your life? You're making a choice based on what you should do, not what's correct to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, sure, maybe. I mean, help him in some other, take him dinner once a week. I mean, that's a big commitment. Uh And it's, and and you're going against yourself, but you're not feeling your own feelings. Your children are letting you know how you feel about this. <laughs> they're they're the mirror for you. They're your emotional mirror right now because you even just said it. It's almost like good for you to be honest. Like you're not gonna like burn now. Like <laughs> go up and smoke. You know, you admit it. You don't want to take. <laughs> Oh, no, you're this horrible person. That doesn't make you a horrible person. I'm sure you're a very kind person that does a lot of good in the world, but taking you, you kind of brought this on yourself because you decided you had to do this, but mm-hmm. there's so many, the message coming back at you is this is not a correct choice. <laughs> and what, how can I say that to the mom? Like, it, I don't, Dan, like, what do I say? Well, didn't you initiate this? Um, yep. Or did they come to you? Or did you go to them and say, hey, let me, I want to take your, drive your kids to school? Yeah, it, it was my brilliant idea. She came to me yeah. and asked me, which route do I take to school? Because it's kind of far. Yeah, see, I want you to know that there's a huge, huge lesson for you in this. Okay. That you acted on something too quickly. Yeah. You said very true to your nature, being a type one. You were very spontaneous, great idea in the moment, and now you're in yeah. over your head. And you're like, yes, uh-oh. And now you don't want to hurt their feelings. And now you feel like yes. you have to do it because you can't offend them. And you're stuck. And you're going to be miserable now for the next year and a half. I mean, yes. no, you've got, this is a great opportunity for you to come back and say, um, I'm not going to be able to continue driving your children to school. Um, uh-huh. And for your sake, you got to come up. This is because you need to then say, I'd rather help you in some other way. Um, you know, maybe I'll. I'll find other ways to support you. Don't even say what they are. I mean, just don't go there. So for you, you know, how many times in your life have you agreed to things that you've not wanted to do and then you didn't feel you had a choice to change them? Oh, totally, yes. See, that's your lesson. And this one showed up in a big way to go. Yes. Yes. Oh. I almost think I, I needed permission. Like, I needed somebody to tell me it's okay to actually tell them no. I didn't know if I was, like, I don't know. I'm grown up. Okay. But I felt like I wasn't allowed to do that. No, I understand. You know, I feel like I'm talking to my oldest daughter, Jenny, right now. We've had many <laughs> conversations where I've given her lots of support and going, it's okay. You know, nature is to be so kind and willing and agreeable, but... Again, notice how you got how you got yourself here was nobody asked you to do this. You extended yourself, but it was a bigger commitment than you should have agreed to. So, 
set an intention and ask, pray that you'll be the, the your spirit guides and 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 those that aid you from the other side will be warn you when you're about to do it again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> warning, warning. Don't say anything. You've got to think about this further. And the fact you didn't ask your kids how they felt about it. I know. Yeah. You just did it. And they're kind of like your type four child's rolling her eyes and going, what about me? You didn't even ask me, you know. And that's shown up in other places, I'm sure. See, this isn't unique. This is just the biggest amplified version of this pattern. Mm-hmm. So, it's good. Well, You're going to be able to shift it in a lot of places. Yeah. That's great. Oh. Yeah. For her, do you have time for me to ask you one thing about her or not? I don't. We're running. We're wrapping up right now, but I oh, think you're I, gonna re-listen to this. Listen to the recording. You're gonna get more insights. I will. I'll play it for my family. They'll be so excited. On Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they'll go, Yay, Carol. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Okay, I'll call some other time. I have success stories, yeah. so we can look forward to that. Great. Thanks, Carol. I would love that. Thank you. Okay. Real quick before we close today. Um, new blog posts that have been um, posted on the type on the child whisper blog at the childwhisper.com. We've been doing a series um, about little girls. We've had some requests to write some articles about little boys. We've got to have to recruit some men writers to do that. Um, if you're familiar with our post, um, we just posted the type one beauty expert, Marcy Brown, as the author of a post to the parents of the dreamer girl. Go to childwhisper.com, click on blog, and read this beautiful post, and you'll see links to the other two previous ones, to the parents of the shy girl and to the parents of the loud girl, and we'll soon be coming up with our um, reference to the type four girl that's being worked on right now. I look forward to that. And then on the Carol blog, we just busted it out last night, the Dressing Your Truth fourth annual best dress true to type at the Oscars 2015. I was texting with my blog manager and my social media manager through the Academy Awards as they were choosing different um, women that we felt depicted the four types that were dressing true to their nature. And you can have fun looking at those at thecarolblog.com. Remember to like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash the child whisper. And thank you so much for sharing the child whisper with more parents. Share the fabulous information and let's change more families' lives. I'll be back next week. More live callers. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate everybody for your intention to be the amazing parents that you are designed for. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.